conversation with a cancer season two episode four um this season i'm gonna do things a little different if i don't have a guest i'm gonna get in here and speak about topics that are near and dear to me um i won't say near and dear but things i want to discuss so on episode four this is not gonna be a long one i'm gonna get to the point straight to the point um i want to talk about a couple things i want to touch on a couple things first things i want to talk about one of the first thing, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, yesterday at work, I watched this show called on Netflix called The Tindler Swindler. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you saw, a lot of you may have, may or may not have seen it or even heard of it, but it's on, it's on Netflix. And it's about these group of white women's who uh, end up dating the same guy off of Tinder. His thing is he will take you out on a date and then he would do his best to finesse you. And I don't even say do his best, but he is a fraud. He is someone who, who I don't want to use the word con. I want to use the word deceive because he did deceive women on many different levels. But he would deceive these women and he gave them a background that was phony, stories that were phony, and all these women fell for it like some dumbasses. And he ended up swindling all of the money out of them. Now, here's my problem with the story. All of these women, every woman that they showed or talked to, all said the same thing. I knew I shouldn't have did it, but I done it. I knew I shouldn't have went with him, but I went. I told my friends and they told me what? No, don't do it. But I didn't listen. So in my mind, that's like, that's your fault. Is he wrong for his deception? Yes. Is he wrong for his falsifying who he really is and the life? Well, he really did live that lifestyle, but he definitely deceived them. But at no point did he put a gun to these women's head and tell them to do the things that they did. Like y'all just did it because you're materialistic. Do I blame you? Absolutely, I blame these women. Do I blame him? Absolutely, but I give them 65% of the blame because the first woman, she met him at a, a coffee shop in his hotel in London. Why would you go to his, his, his hotel? But I'm not gonna say nothing. So she met him there. She said the date was cool and he was just giving so much. And she was so believable of his story. And then he asked his girl to go on a private jet to a different country with him. And the heifer went. Now, I know what you're saying. Like, well, what's, what's wrong with taking a chance? Absolutely nothing. But what's wrong with being a dumbass? Everything. She could have literally be like, you know what? A private jet is too much for me. I enjoy this first date, but I'm going to leave and I'll talk to you later. But no, the materialistics of eating whatever you want, him ordering everything at the coffee shop and in a private jet. I never been on a private jet. Oh my gosh, clutch pearls, like totally like, nah. So I'll put that on you. I don't put that on him. That's on you. You ate that materialistic shit up. And so the story continues with the same things, like, and it ends up, the women he met before the new women he started went on date was he was swindling money out of them and spending it on the next woman. 
And like, after it was over, I thought about like, this is where the guy was wrong for deception and never saving any of the money that he got from these women. He just spent it all and then got another woman. He never just, let me put some of this in the bank or let me hold on to a couple of thousands in a bag, you know, just in case if something ever goes wrong and I need to disappear for a minute. He never did that. All he did was just spend it up and get to the next one. And all these ladies just, listen, I don't want to sound like an asshole and a jerk for this, but nigga was smart. And he was real smart for a lot of reasons because he fed them all the same story and they all believed it. But that's not why he was smart. What he was smart was he knew how to pick them. I know what you're saying. Well, what makes him smart? Because regardless of whatever woman swiped right on him, he knew how to talk to him and he knew which ones had money or had the potential to fall for his story. That's, that's some level of a genius. I don't care what you say, but that's hair on there. But I really didn't enjoy it, but I enjoyed the idea of, of like, man, like people in, in 20 what was it, 2016, 2017? They really just, they really still falling for things. Like in the era of Photoshop and being able to be here where you want online, people really just falling for anything. I know what you're saying, like, if you don't know who a person is, how, how are you supposed to figure it out? Trust your gut. They all had gut instincts and didn't go with it. And it just, it made me look at them like, y'all some dumbass women. Because listen, I done had great sex. I done met some beautiful women. I ain't never just been like, mm, yeah, I'm going to do something I don't think is right. At least not on the first date. <laughs> At least not on the first date. I ain't never been on first date. Lame ass nigga. Have I ever done something I shouldn't have done? Sure, I'm, I'm human. That's what humans do. But not on the first date. Ain't no woman ever say, oh man, my credit card's got declined and I just need to borrow some money. I'm like, damn, hope you get it. Hope you bounce back like round ball, you know, but what can I say? That's just me and that's how I think. But if you ever seen the tennis with please go watch it because I would love your feedback on it and why these women are dumbasses. And homie living his best life to this day, you know what I'm saying? He's still out here swindling. He just ain't doing it on Tinder no more. <laughs> Excuse me, but what can I say? <laughs> but moving on. I want to talk about this uh, Joe Rogan being racist. I definitely didn't have that on my 2022 bingo card. I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan from MMA, from UFC. And then I was watching his podcast. Like sometimes he interviews somebody where I want to hear what he got to say. Excuse me. Now, I'm not saying I thought Joe Rogan was intelligent. I just liked the way he had back and forth for certain guests that I wanted to hear from and the things they talk about. But I didn't know this man was out here letting the, letting the word nigga fly like it was uh, his second language. Like, that shit was a little shocking for me. I'm a guy who, like I said, I'm support supportive of Joe Rogan. I like him. I can see some of his, I seen one of his comedies back in the day. And he's someone I look forward to when I watch UFC, but I didn't know this man was a clear-cut racist. Like, you knew because he was like a Trump supporter, but then you would watch his podcast or listen to his podcast and he would say something to make you be like, oh, maybe he's not. Maybe just 
he truly believes in everyone deserves a chance or some dumb shit like that. But nah, man, I just, here's my thing. I'm a black man, 37 years old. I have two beautiful daughters and I, well, I can't say what path I was on, but my mom believed I was on the path of maybe getting in gangs and drugs at a young age in the sixth grade. And I failed the sixth grade. My mother put me in Willoughby. And I never been around that many white people in my life. I never experienced racism until I got over there. And so I understand that there are white people who feel comfortable because they have black friends or they associate with black people or a person of color. And they think, well, I didn't have any intent, but I don't know why I can't say the word. And I, and I hate when white people want to discuss race with white people. Like you're, you're unable, first of all. And second of all, you're always going to say some dumb shit and you're saying some dumb shit because that's how you truly feel. And that's what you really wanted to say all along. And I was just like, damn, like, I'm not saying I thought Joe Rogan was one of the good ones, but like, he just had a way in the way he spoke and the things he spoke about that I really enjoyed. And I can't enjoy it anymore because he's a, a clear racist, like the whole planet of the apes or, like he really thought like I should be able to say the word nigga and I don't mean anything by it. Like it's one thing to say something and not know what you're saying, but know that the word holds so much anger behind it, so much dislike, so much disrespect, so much racism, so much, just so much of that behind it. And you, you just feel like you should be able to say it. And they always say, well, they can say it to each other. They can say it in music. Like, get over it. Just because one group of people say something doesn't mean you should be allowed to say something. You have other ways of speaking. You have other ways to speak. Don't worry about how we speak. If we say don't say something we don't like, then don't say it. You know, just because your granddaddy was, your grand, I'm pretty sure his father was racist. I'm pretty sure his granddad was racist. I'm pretty sure his granddad, granddad of Thomas Jefferson's side was racist, but man, just sometimes where people you enjoy, you like, and then I don't say I was let down, but I definitely was shocked to the point where um, it really upset me. Like I was really upset for a couple of hours, only a couple of hours. Cause I was, like I said, I, I watch him a lot and I listen to him a lot. I didn't watch his apology or read his apology. Like you can't apologize for the things you said. Like those, how you truly feel. That's what you truly mean. So um, you know, the universe has a way of taking care of things like that. Um, so let's move on to something else. So before I end my fourth episode, I want to talk about VD. And I know VD is something serious. People really look forward to VD. They enjoy it. They love it. And they plan for it. Like, I've never liked it or been a supporter of it. But when Valentine's Day come around, y'all really just out there about it. And I don't feel that way. So as I'm getting older and I value an emotional connection with a woman and something meaningful, something tangible, something substantial, I'm like, have I missed out on 
having those things because I've never been a supporter or someone who likes that. Like I'm not a big holiday guy. Like my youngest daughter loves Halloween. So I'm going to have to get into Halloween because I'm not going to be someone who doesn't celebrate and love, have joyful things that she loves, but I'm not a fan of Valentine's day. I don't look, I don't want VD at all. And me being single, you know, I don't have to worry about it, but I'd be thinking like, Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I need to want to be involved with the woman and want to do things for her, you know? So I don't know. What's your thoughts on VD? I'm not a big fan of it. The whole hearts and the flower line. I'm about that chocolate life. We can get into that chocolate life, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a, a necessary holiday, but as I'm getting older, maybe I think like maybe I should kind of change my mind about it, but I don't know. Maybe I have to meet a woman where I, that'll want that'll make me want to change my mind about it and do something with her. But I don't know. That's just rambling thoughts that I had in my mind. Um, but yeah, let me know what y'all think. So this was episode four, uh, conversation with the cancer, and I've been neglecting to say this lately because I've been forgetting because I'm kind of still getting into the groove of my podcast but drink water eat more chicken wear your mask and take care of your chickens because that's all i got